I'm Catherine Zox, your social worker with a microphone, and you're listening to The Catherine Zox Show. Joining me today is Carolyn McNinney, Broadway star and actress, uh, timeless Broadway star and seasoned actor, Carol Carolyn McNinney and her illustrious career spanning well over five decades are showing no signs of slowing down. Starring alongside Oscar winner Marissa Tomei in the Broadway revival of Tennessee Williams' The Rose Tattoo. She adds to her roster of projects the upcoming film, What is Life Worth?, starring Michael Keaton, Stanley Tucci, and Amy Ryan, which will be premiering at the Sundance Film Festival in 2020. Crowned Miss Teenage America at the age of 17, Carolyn spent the next year traveling, promoting her title before attending the Boston Conservatory. Shortly after graduating, she made her Broadway debut in Fiddler on the Roof with Bette Midler and Adrienne Barbeau. From there, her career took off and she began booking roles in the world of theater as well as both film and television. Welcome to the show, Carolyn. Nice to have you here today. Thank you, Catherine. It's nice to be here. Thanks. Well, we had a chance to talk before the show, which is great, kind of getting a a chance to warm up. But uh, first question, because you've been doing the rose tattoo, and I have to just, I just want to tell you this, the rose tattoo, uh, this was a few years ago, it was Tennessee Williams' 100th birthday. He was born in Columbia, Mississippi. They never celebrated his birthday because he was gay, and suddenly someone decided, hey, it's time for us to start celebrating. So I, I went to this beautiful tribute to him and, and saw the rose uh-huh. tattoo. So, yeah. Oh, which that's was very fabulous. Exciting. Yeah. So that's great. So you, what, the, show, the show ends now, right, at the end of December? or is, The when? show has just closed. We just, just closed. It, it was a, it's um, scheduled a limited run only. Uh, based on Marissa's uh, schedule, but also the Roundabout um, has a season, Roundabout Theater, one of the great theater organizations in New York City, um, has a season, so they are already loading in the next show, which is a a soldier's play. Um, It's a great organization, and what what a joy, this play. I mean, anything by Williams, you know, uh, but this play particularly because it's, it's, um, it's a little out of his usual um, thinking because it's it's basically a love story, and and it it does have a happy ending. And there's there's quite a bit of, of wonderful humor. There's his poetry, his his uplifting spirit, but also it's very it's 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 lighthearted and funny, along with being you know deeply rooted in the Italian Sicilian culture. Of the immigrants who were here in the in uh, in the states in the fifties, and it's very female centric, but gorgeous. What an experience to be part yeah, of. Yeah, talk about what an ex- you know what an experience. Like, what is what made you, or how does how do you decide what you besides having an agent? I'm assuming, but what you want to audition for? Like, what was attractive about the rose tattoo now at this time in this theater? You know, you're, uh, well, uh, yeah, yeah, I, uh, first of all, I love the director, Trip Coleman, who's um, a, a really well thought of and just fabulous director here in New York City. And um, so I had met him about three years ago on this project. Uh, he and Marissa mounted this up at the Williamstown Theater uh, Festival. And I was not able to uh, join the company because I was shooting a, 
the deuce for HBO, actually. And we, um, it turned out I had three in a row to shoot and could not get off in time, you know, to be part of the production. So, um, when it came around again, you know, now this three years later, um, I was at the time in Los Angeles and I, I couldn't get in to meet with them. You know, you had to meet with them again just to sort of see where we all were. And, um, it turned out someone else was going to do the role. I arrived back from Los Angeles on a Wednesday. Friday, I got a call that the person doing the role, what goes around, comes around, was doing a TV series and couldn't do it. So I went in and uh, we, we met. I got out my dialect tape again. And uh, I met with, with Trip on Monday evening and Tuesday morning, started rehearsal with the company. So great- uh, it, it was just it was just the perfect moment um and and so in a way it shows me i mean this was this was probably always going to be my role and you know it fit right into what i want which is an interesting role um for um an elder i'm the elder in the community and and she holds the values of the old world very protective of most of my my material in the play is with Serafina, who was played so brilliantly by Marissa Tomei. Um, and uh, so um, my connection to her uh, and to, you know, this woman and my character embracing the old world and uh, yet open to the new world and advising and kind of a seer in the community. Um, yeah, it was, and and also funny. Uh, my character was wryly humorous. Uh, reminded me of my grandmother. My grandmother was an Italian. My grandmother is uh, from Abruzzi. They they emigrated to the states in the twenties. Uh, my dad was born here, um, but I heard my grandmother. My grandmother and my father spoke Italian to each other. Uh, but this character has a lot of her inherent elegance and humor and humanity. So it was, it was lovely to be able to, to work on a character like that. So and it, Carolyn, you talk about the- like you, you've evolved. I mean, you've been doing this, like I think in the beginning, I said over five decades. So as an actress, I, know, and I, it's hard yeah, and you, <laughs> I mean, you're describing yourself as an elder. So I guess I can say that. But how is that for an actress? Because, t- you know, kind of walk us through that. I mean, you, you evolve, you age, you learn, you, how, how do you get better at what you do? Because, you know, with all the experiences, both in and out of the theater, obviously, you said now you're a grandmother. How does that, all that impact on your acting? Oh, well, it only deepens it. Um, I am, I, first of all, I have to tell you, I can describe myself that way. If you woke me up in the middle of the night, I'd say I'm, 35. I mean, I just have, uh, I have no real, real sense of, uh, my actual age, strangely. I find the work, um, and, and the people that I'm working with pretty much tend to be almost always younger than I am. And, but I, I think I'm them. I look, uh, you know, I come home, of course I'm, I'm who I am. Uh, I look in the mirror, it doesn't lie. Uh, but I feel uh, constantly renewed. I, I just uh, and I and I I love to work. So 
So when I'm not acting, I'm in a, a film workshop or I'm, you know, writing a scene and, you know, just running it up the flagpole to see. Uh, so I um, kind of have spent my life learning. Um, I came back to New York. We raised our kids in Los Angeles, and that was a great time. Um, you know, I did a lot of you know, a lot of TV episodic um, and sitcom and uh, and theater. Uh, but you know, I got to raise my kids. My husband's an actor as well, so we were we were there. Um, it's it's a great way to go. You know, where we spent you spend your life looking for work in a way, but you also have freedom. You know, you, you pay the price for that. But um, what so, about the fact that you know, you're able I, to go back and forth between? TV, film, and theater? Because some actors don't do that. You know, they're primarily theater actors or film actors or even TV actors, but you seem to have been able to sort of cover that, done all of it, been able to do it and always working. That's the other, I guess, the second part of it. Yeah, yes, you it's say you're, amazing. Yeah. Well, of course, I started in theater, you know, my first, my first audition, no kidding, because I had been at NYU and... I was a singing waitress in Teaneck, New Jersey to make extra money. I had a scholarship, but, and then I left NYU and within a month I had an audition for Fiddler on the Roof. Of course, as a kid, I had every album. I knew every song of almost all of the shows at the time. And so I, I, my feet never touched the ground. I, I went to my first audition and they were replacing one of the, one of the daughters, you know, not the three main daughters. I understudied the, the Hava, uh, but I was in the group of the daughters, you know, the daughters, the daughters. And it was, I, my feet never touched the ground. It was so exciting. We auditioned at the theater at the time and uh, I got the job. I was, uh, so, you know, I never looked back. That was, that was what I, what I was set out to do. So what was the question? <laughs> that was it. Well, you so, answered oh, yes. the question. I was going to say, how did you, how do you, co- a little bit more, I guess I, that was part of the question, but going back mm-hmm. and forth between theater, oh, TV, between. and film. So when I not went, all actors then, do that. I left to do the Fantastics off-Broadway, another iconic show that I knew all of the songs and was just perfect for. Uh, and there was, a, there was a man in the show, John, remember his last name, uh, who did a lot of commercials. He introduced me to his commercial agent. So I started going out for commercials, which were little bits of film. Uh, you know, you would just you'd be on set. So I, start, I just had a way with that somehow. You know, I was, I was that ingenue girl. Um, and so I had a whole career in commercials. Um, and... Then uh, later, there was a, there was an audition. This is now you know a fair like maybe at least ten years later. Um, Captain Kangaroo on CBS was auditioning. They were changing their format to do um, skits and little little vignettes and stories for, for kids, basically, of course. And um, I thought, well, that's a Job, but I went and met with them, and I got the job. So I was on Captain Kangaroo for three, the final three years of its uh, production, and 
I did everything from puppets to um, all these different kind of, you know, for children, wonderful characters, different costumes and wigs every day. And it was all filmed. So I got a kind of on-the-ground experience uh, shifting back and forth. Meanwhile, I was working off-Broadway in Sister Mary Ignatius, uh, the Chris Durang, fabulous Chris Durang, uh piece. And uh, then during the day, shooting Captain Kangaroo. So I got, I just kind of found my way into it through that. Would you say, I'm going to, I'm going to stop you because I want to like for younger people, because you mentioned you do when you're in a lot of these shows, a lot of, there are a lot of younger people. Is it different Mm -hmm. now to get into the, to, to be able to do maybe accomplish besides you have to have talent. We'll say that's a given, but then the process, like what the way you got into uh, film and TV and, and theater, is it different today? Is there a different advice you would give? I mean, you went to the conservatory. Now these kids, most of them or a lot of them have MFAs. Um, you know, they don't find somebody yeah. on the street like Marilyn Monroe kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. So it's mm-hmm. different. Yeah. What, how, how do you see the difference and maybe what kinds of advice would you give to younger people um, in a position where they're graduating from well, uh, getting yeah, an MFA? I, yeah, where they're kind of- when they're getting an MFA, they come to New York. First of all, I think, you know, when I came here, I had one roommate. Um, and, yeah, I mean, I was a singer waitress. I had to do my, you know, I, I had to, to make money and live here and learn how to live here, which was always something I wanted. Um, so the kids today, uh, first of all, social media. There is a kind of presence. Uh, in a way, the walls are down. You can create what you want. Uh, but but it's also, um, you know, they, they'll they'll come to New York and have two or three roommates, you know, get a job as a waiter, whatever it might be. Um, and I always say, get in, stay, get right into class, get into the community, you know, do every single thing you can find, and you know, beg, borrow, and steal a ticket to see everything you can see. Um, there's so much inspiration out there. I just think. Um, it's just a wider net right now. Um, and, you know, uh, there, there's, there's a lot of help. Um, there are webinars and um, uh, there, are, there are a number of very good actors, advocates that, that help you find your way to connect with casting people. Um, I know my agents go every year to see what's called the League's which are when the when the schools bring their graduates to the city, they have a, have a showcase, and they, you know, so out of that, some kids might get seen. Um, there, there is, you know, the blessing of this is that um, the world's so wide open now that if kids come to New York who are single-minded about having a career in the arts whether they become directors, whether they're writers, whether they, uh, you know, we're talking now about actors. Um, so, uh, you know, they just be single-minded about it. Uh, it's, it's just work. It's just learning constantly. And be in class. Get there. Don't take anything for granted. I mean, I, I think... Yeah, I don't know how much it's really changed because, of course, I'm having my experience. Um, but I do know that it's born of desire and uh, how lucky to have something that you're that passionate about. 
Um, because, you know, you can kind of kick around into your 20s and do this job or that job, where if you're hell-bent on being in the arts, um, you're already a step ahead, I think. Uh, so as for the nuts and bolts of it, uh, I, I, I don't know any more than that. But I do believe it's desire-driven. And, um, and just no stone unturned and treat it like um, a craft that it is. You never stop learning. I mean, I think that's good advice, and I hear one of the things you're saying, and I think that it's important, is that you you always have, always, always, besides being motivated, be be engaged in in what you're doing, even if you... In what you're doing, even if you don't have a part, then take a class, be in class. There's so many opportunities for just education, as you say, social media and all of that. Also, there are more people competing, though, too, because more people have opportunities. So um, I guess the, the pool would be wider in terms of those who are want to be actors or directors or be in the business. Right. Uh, yeah. It seems, that may be true across the board. In, in, in the world now, because uh, again, as I say, the, the walls are down. We, we have access to so much information. Um, and yeah, uh, I, you know, I, I think it's, I, I am, um, you know, I feel like I'm on my third life. You know, I got to raise my kids. I got to be, you know, uh, um, I, I had a teaching business in, in uh, Los Angeles, which I adored. Um, uh, while they were teenagers, you know, I, I, I didn't even act for about eight years and it was a perfect transition. Um, and then when I moved back to New York, I was kind of open-ended about it. I thought, let's see what, what might show up. And it's been phenomenal. The, the roles, it's a great time to be, uh, it's a great time to be a woman in the arts these days. Um, Carolyn, what about um, you talk about family? Because that was going to be my next question. Uh, you, mm-hmm. you were able to do all this, accomplish all this, and, and at the same time to be with your family, your husband, your kids, and and now your grandchildren or child. And how I do you do that? I have a grandson. I have the grandson. most beautiful grandson in the world. <laughs> well, <laughs> um, I, I know. Yeah, I have three of those little guys. It's a challenge. Yeah. But, and, uh-huh. Yeah, it's great. It, really great but how do you do that because you know we read it you know but we always read in the paper you know movie stars celebrities their kids get into trouble they're they're you know they get drugs alcohol sex lies videotape um so how did you yeah how'd you manage that well kids kids will do that uh they, they don't stay where you put them that's for sure but um for us it was um we were both in new york working a lot in theater on Broadway, off Broadway, commercials. I was doing Captain Kangaroo. They all, in fact, they all came to our wedding. Um, we just celebrated 37 years, my husband and I. And Congratulations. we opted to go. Yeah, that's great. We uh, opted to go to Los Angeles. It felt like the moment in time um, we had. We wanted a family. We hadn't. Uh, we hadn't gotten pregnant yet. We hadn't. Uh, and so we moved, we, we changed venue and went out there because it seemed at the time, so this is the mid-80s, that um, it would be easier for us to raise a family there because it's more suburban. 
even though there's access to the the, the business and to the city. Um, and uh, it was the right move for us. I loved it. Uh, and so I was able to kind of separate out. So I wasn't doing a show leaving the house every day at, you know, 6.30 to get there for a half hour. And, um, and, uh, and television, because I had very wonderful reps, uh, television opened up. The television was, so it was the ideal set, set up because I'd shoot something. You know, I might go to Vancouver to shoot something, but most of it was shot in L.A. Most of it required about a week. You know, there's the work to, to, to do the audition, the, you know, uh, and then wardrobe and the things to, to, to create the, the actual job, be there. But it would last a week. You know, so we had somebody uh, help us with the kids, um, you know, five days a week. Uh, but we were there a lot, you know. I picked my kids up at school 90% of the time. Um, so it, it was a... It was a good, a good setup uh, to work. Um, you know, it, it was a crazy sometimes. And 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 uh, my husband didn't do a lot of traveling. He shot some films uh, during that time, but he didn't do a lot of traveling. So we basically had a stable center to raise our kids and still uh, still work. Uh, but and still be uh, married because so, I'm looking. You're saying you're celebrating 37 years. You said so. That's a yeah I great know. statistic. Whether you're in theater or TV or film or just an ordinary person, but 37 years <clears throat> is I really, know. Well, that's yeah. like uh, you know that's miracle time. We worked at it, yeah. <laughs> and you know he's a wonder. It's his name is Steve Vinovich. He's a wonderful man and you know brilliant actor and great dad and. Uh, you know, it hasn't, uh, like any marriage, it's not, not been perfect by any means, but, you know, we grew up together. We basically, we, you know, and, and, and if, if you're lucky and it, and, you know, the, it comes together, we have noticed, uh, this past maybe five years, something really just settled in, you know, not, not even, there's just no wiggle. We're just right there. Um, you know, and, and of course, after all these years, I imagine that would be natural. Um, well, but that's a, your sounds like a Cinderella story. And so tell us maybe (laughs) (laughs) give us, give us one little something that you had to really work on, you know, one little wrench in that story that we can identify with and how you got over that hurdle. Yeah. I'm I'm still working on it. I, I think I can fix anything. Imagine living with a person who is not only fixing themselves all the time and, you know, constantly, um, you know, wanting to learn new things and, and, but, uh, you know, I want to fix everybody around me. So that was something I had to just let go of because, uh, first of all, my husband doesn't need fixing. Neither does anybody else I love. Um, and so, you know, and we, we took advantage, let's not forget, I mean, we took advantage of couples therapy. Um, I was in individual therapy to just deal with some childhood issues. You know, again, Cinderella, maybe yes, you know, because uh, I'm, I'm uh, blessed in that 
these are not life and death issues, but they were certainly um, because I I wanted more, uh, more freedom and more joy. Um, and, you know, uh, to take a look at any part of me that was um, maybe, uh, you know, leaning toward depression or, you know, the dark or the light. Um, and believe me, that's part of it. I'm not, uh, I'm not always up and not always, um, you know, so thrilled to be alive. But, um, but we had the advantage. And, you know, I think about our parents' generation they didn't. That was not what they did. They pretty much got what they got, and they were valiant, um, courageous. But we had the advantage of time and uh, willingness to inspect our motives. Uh, and, and Steve and I did that as a couple, and we certainly did it individually. So in that sense, good timing, you know, uh, and good, that was good luck that that, that was how we operated. Um, yeah. But I don't see I don't luck so much as, as you're describing it. it. The good timing maybe, but you took advantage of the resources that we have now. And you talk about those issues. You said, well, they're not life and death. But those, whatever those issues, they can become when you don't take care of them, when you That's don't. Right. They can become exactly. life and death issues, uh, you know, metaf- in real life or physically or metaphorically or whatever. But anyway, so I, I think that's really good advice. I, I've done that myself. I think there's nothing better than couples therapy or individual therapy because, mm-hmm. yeah. And um, Well, think about, I mean, it's, it's just, uh, it's a gift. It's really yeah. a gift. And, and plus with kids, you know, in my code, you have kids, you you do everything you can to grow up fast enough to to not uh, you know blow it up, um, and that that's that's what happened. Um, uh, yeah, and uh, to be honest, to, 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 to you know, to full disclosure, I had been married before and had another advantage. It was not a happy marriage. It was young. I was young. We don't. We didn't have children. Uh, and I saw, uh, you know, I could see myself through the lens of that. It wasn't a mistake because you love who you love. Um, at the time. You go for it. But at the time. And so I was, I, and I, by the time uh, that ended, I realized that I did want kids and I didn't know whether uh, it was going to happen, whether, you know, uh, so, uh, looking back, that set me up to um, really give this a, a full go. Uh, and so you didn't course, go into this blindly. You took from the experience when that marriage, and I right. saw, I hadn't, it was in the New York Times, I think, on Sunday, but they described, uh, somebody was telling their story about being a divorce, and they talked about marriage completed. The marriage was completed. I hadn't exactly heard that phrase before but oh wow sort of, yeah, yeah i thought that yeah. was kind of applies to what you're saying two minutes left that's all we have it's been great talking to you ah, i just yeah I and love talking I just, to you. great talking to you so but your new i want to mention your film um that's coming oh, up right it's going to be at the sundance oh film God, festival it's going to be so so good we're going to sundance we will be there i'm thrilled about it uh sarah colangelo directed it 
she directed the uh, kindergarten teacher with Maggie Gyllenhaal, who I worked ah. with. Um, and, and I love that film, and she is amazing. Um, Max Bornstein wrote this great script. It's it's in the aftermath of 9-11. There's a Victims' con- Compensation Fund, and this is based on a book written by Kenneth Feinberg, who was a mediator and attorney uh, negotiator who was brought on board to uh, attempt to fairly distribute federal funds to compensate the victims' families of 9-11. They wanted to avoid, uh, they wanted to keep balance and to avoid any uh, personal lawsuits with the airlines and things. And so this one-time-only event, uh, it's an extraordinary story. And Michael Keaton, well, uh, you know, he's Michael Keaton. So, and I'm Thank, so Caroline, thanks I so much. I hate to cut you off, but the next guest is here. Yeah. Uh, so, okay, uh, Carolyn McNinney, timeless Broadway star and seasoned actress. Thank you so much. Thank you, Catherine. It's a pleasure. Bye-bye. Bye. I'm Catherine Zox, your social worker with a microphone, and you've been listening to The Catherine Zox Show. Mm-hmm. 